Good evening, church. Good evening, brothers and sisters. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, happy Palm Sunday. Amen. Are you glad you're in the house of the Lord? Are you glad? Oh, good. Thank you. Thank God. Can you open your Bible in the book of Mark, chapter 11, verse 1 to 11? And if you are there, please say Amen, so that we could read it all together. Are you there? Yes. Mark 11, verse 1 through 11. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethany and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus went to of sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you will find a cold tied them with no one had ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you doing this? Tell him, The Lord needs it, and will send it back. Here sharply. They went and found a colt outside to the street in the street, tied at the doorways as they untied it. Some people standing there then asked, What are you doing? Untying the colt. They answered as Jesus had told them to, and the people let them go. When they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloths, over it, he sat on it. Many people spread their cloths on the road, while others spread branches, and they had cut the fields. And those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the, king, is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. And Jesus entered Jerusalem and went to the temple. He looked around it at everything. But since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Glory to your holy name, Lord Jesus. We thank you so much, O oh God, for this great event, O oh Lord, that we will remember again, O oh Lord God. Truly, Father God, it is by your love why you did this, O oh God, because of your love for us. We thank you for giving us this opportunity, Lord God, to bring back to you even the smallest ways of our love to you also. Thank you for giving us this opportunity to be used for your glory. Pray that the servants be the decrease of God so that you will increase, Lord Jesus. Be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Again, good evening. During Christ's last week leading to the cross on Calvary, it said 48 events are recorded in scriptures. And of those 48, the first event to occur was Christ's triumphant entry into Jerusalem, the holy city. There were millions of people gathered. Jews, Greeks, and Romans. 
as the mob filled the famous story trap. There was a prophecy in the horizon ready to be fulfilled, the coming of Zion's king. Uh, you know, our topic for today is about the triumphal entry of our Lord Jesus Christ. But the Lord has led me to connect this to the Passover. That's why I want you to open also our Bible in, in the book of Luke, chapter 22, verse 19 and 20. Although after this, before this, after this message, we will be having a communion, but I will not take this from our pastor. Amen. The next event after triumphal entry is called Monday, Thursday. Thursday of Holy Thursday was the day on which Jesus celebrated the Passover known as the Last Supper with his disciples. Luke 22 verse 19 says, And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Historically, the Passover refers back to the time when God delivered the Israelites from the Egyptian bondage. When the Egyptian Pharaoh continued to refuse to let the Israelites go, God sent them several plagues, and the last of which was the killing of the firstborn so that the Israelites would be spared from the judgment. God instructed them to slay a lamb without blemish and spat and sprinkle its blood over the doorpost, the doorpost of their homes. The blood of the innocent lamb would then serve as a sign that the coming judgment was already carried out upon the, the sacrificial lamb. Then upon seeing the blood, God would pass over the house and no firstborn in that household would die. That term called Passover. The blood on the doorpost was a sign that the life and blood of the innocent lamb had been substituted for the firstborn. Those who believed and applied the blood over their doorpost were saved. Those who did not believe and therefore did not apply the blood to their homes lost their firstborns. Symbolically, the Passover depicted the coming of the Lord, Jesus Christ as Savior of the world. The Lamb without blemish and spots symbolized his sinlessness, and the blood sprinkled on the doorpost pictured his blood shed for the believer. And the eatings of the Lamb symbolized the need for spiritual nourishment, which we get when we feed on Christ the bread of life. The unleavened bread or bread baked without yeast or baking powder pictures the need to put evil out of one's life and household. Take note that the Passover is a historical celebration. It is an observation of the things that happened in the past. And the Lord's Supper or the Holy Communion, on the other hand, is an act of remembering the living Christ in the heart and life of the believer until Christ returns. And for those who may not know yet, the term Mondi came from the Latin word 
mandatum, which means Monday or command. It is said that this day was called on Monday, Thursday. That will be on Thursday, huh? Because on that day, the day before he died, Jesus gave a new command. And that is for his disciples to love one another. You will find that in John 13, 34. Remember me, he said. What is there to remember about Christ? What is there to remember about Christ? He wants us to remember his triumphal entry. His triumphal entry was just the very beginning of his last ministry in Jerusalem during the Holy Week. Let us learn that this day and remember that today, Jesus, our true Messiah, entered Jerusalem to do his mission to save all men. John 3.16 said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And in Luke 19.10, it says, For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. The word Hosanna literally means save. Save! Hosanna! The crowd shouted. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna! Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. I wonder if Jesus thought, that's exactly what I'm doing. Why I'm here. My mission to do is to save everyone. How right you are, but how little you understand. A lot of people shouting, singing Hosanna, but some of them, sorry, they don't understand. Without knowing the details, the crowd was clearly articulating what Jesus came to do. And Jesus rode into town. The people let loose with joy and limited praise. Crowd of people, probably from his home region of Galilee, gathered and shout Hosanna. At that time of Jesus, Hosanna had become a common shout of Jewish praise to God. Hosanna literally meant to say. To say Hosanna was to praise. The text says the people were laying things down before Jesus, their clocks and branches from the fields, and by spreading their cots on the road, as well as freshly cut branches, it was their version of rolling out the red carpet. What a scene that must have been. But the Pharisees saw Jesus. He ought to rebuke his disciples. But Jesus said, I tell you, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. To find out in Luke 19, 40. God deserves praise. And if people won't do it, his creation will continue to cry out. Majestic mountains, mighty oceans, expansive stars of the universe, sun, moon, stars, trees, hills, and yes, even rocks spring forth for the praise of the Creator, the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The one who also happened to ride into Jerusalem on an auspicious donkey to face a cruel death at the hands of sinful men. 
Jesus traveled and taught and performed miracles over the past three years, was making what would, uh, what would turn out to be his last trip to this holy city, Jerusalem. He knew what would happen there, how he be treated, how he would die, but he had a mission to save. Say, Hosanna in the highest, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Remember me when he said on the Last Supper, remember me. What is there to remember about Christ? John 34, 1334 said, remember me as I have loved you, so you must love one another. Jesus reminding us that our mission to praise must accompany it by loving one another. Our mission is to praise. Say Hosanna. We are saved. We say Hosanna to the highest, our King, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. To praise Jesus is essentially to give him a compliment, no matter our current circumstances. Jesus is, Jesus is worth of our praises. It can be done publicly or privately, and it can be done in a variety of ways. Anything that talents that God entrusted us, anything that we have, if, that we have, if we will use it for His glory. 1 Peter 2.9 says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. That's why our testimony is very essential. Declaring the praises of Him must accompany it also by our action of our love to Him and one another. By this, in verse 13, 35 of chapter 13, it says, By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have loved one another. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. That is why the Lord made distinction and called it a new commandment. This is not the same as the old commandment of loving our neighbors as ourselves. It is not a human neighborly love that is being commanded. This new commandment was given to disciples only. It is the spiritual and godly love that is to exist between believers as brothers and sisters in the Lord and as servants of God who minister together. The reason Jesus came to die for our sins was because he wanted us to reconcile with God. And reconciliation could only be affected if he let his body be broken for us and his blood be shed for us. So he left his glorious abode and turned his back on, the, on thousands of his angels to pay the price. That was how important reconciliation was to him. Then while he was on, him, on earth, he noticed how self-centered his believers were. His own disciples gave him a first-hand sampling 
when John and James wanted to be given top spot in his kingdom. When the rest of the disciples got angry when they heard this because maybe they were also thinking of the same thing. He saw that his disciples were not united. They were not loving one another. They had different agenda and all self-serving of that. And this burdened him so much that in John chapter 17, we read that he asked the Father that his disciples be one, even as the Father and he are one. And that by this all men will know that you are my disciples if you have loved one another. Loving one another is the mark of a true disciple. The distinguishing, the, the distinguishing part of a true follower of Christ is not the normal human love for neighbors, not even the love of brothers and sisters in the flesh, or the love between husband and wife. It is the supernatural love of Jesus himself that resides within the life of the true believer. By this love shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. And so Jesus said, remember me. He tells us, remember me. Love one another. Now that he has reconciled us back to God, he wants us to reconcile with those fellow believers we are at us with. He wants us to live in unity, in harmony, in peace, in love. He wants us to care for one another. And so he says, remember me. Love one another. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you will love one another. Even if we speak in tongues, of men, angel, but without love, we are just like a resounding gun and a clanging cymbals. Our service, our stream of Osana, our singing, our praises, without love, it's all in vain. That means we are to love one another at all times. In times of rejoicing, in times of conflict, in times of need, in times when you would rather ignore death than smile, in times when you would rather complain than understand. Hosanna is the expression of salvation eternally. So let us remember this triumphal entry not only every Sunday or every home Sunday, and not only Remember the Monday, Thursday, or even the resurrection. Let us praise Him. Let us all shout Hosanna all the days of our life. Hosanna in the highest. Amen. Amen.